Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Beer and Bunts. My name's Chris. My name's James. And uh, yes, we'll go straight into the review, shall we? Uh, so, our tried and tested this week is from Mexico. It's called Modelo. Now, uh, for anybody who's tried any of the Mexican beers, they are very similar in taste. Uh, Modelo, I believe, actually own Corona as well. I think they do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so again, obviously quite similar in their type of setup and textures and stuff. Um, yeah, so James, you want to have a swig? I mean, you're looking at it desperately. So I, I mean, think... always. <laughs> you, you look like you're desperate for a beer, to be fair, mate. So yeah, we've had this many, many times before. Um, again, standard summer beer in my personal opinion, but... I think this is the, this is the hard thing we're always going to find with this type of beer. And tried and tested for us, when we have this kind of beer, is always going to be... It doesn't taste particularly strong. It's something you can have quite often <clears throat> at the end of the day. There is a little bit of an aftertaste that I do like. I'll say for, for me, uh, it's not quite as smooth as Corona, which I actually prefer. Okay. So Corona, I find quite a I per- generic... I probably would prefer this to yeah, Corona. Yeah, I, I personally oh, yeah. prefer yeah, yeah. Modelo to Corona. Oh, okay. yeah. um, like Modelo has that little bit of a huskiness to it, which I actually think is a nice thing. It's like trying to compare... like. Cabbage Dairy Milk to Galaxy. You know what I mean? Galaxy is that smoother yeah. where I actually prefer that little bit more of a grittiness that you get from Dairy Milk. Same type of thing with uh, Modelo. A little bit of an aftertaste. A little bit more, I say gritty, but that's not really the thing I want. It's not really bitterness really, but, you know, it's it's just a, a beer I will always enjoy. What would you think on that? I'm trying to... I'm trying to I don't you, know, do you know, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know it's, what you mean, it's, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's basically a texture, a bitterness texture that you get. Um, that, to be fair, you're finding a lot of beers, but you can actually feel, in my particular case, I can, I can actually feel it on the back of my tongue, and I actually really enjoy that aspect of it. Okay. Um, I can't think of another word to describe it, <laughs> so, unless you're going to help me out of part no, just sitting there I, staring at your beard. Do, like, you know, if I'm honest, that's the thing, right? Leave I, me I'm, stranded. I'm just leaving you stranded to struggle, because I, I used a really bad word, creamy, didn't I? <laughs> creamy. So I'm like, this is your moment to shine, you know, I'll let your I think my, come out. I think you know what that's I meant, though. Well, you knew what I meant with creaminess. Yeah, well, no, but, but I mean, know, creamy was a me random description for... Uh... Just, just saying, just saying, <laughs> I mean... Well, yeah, you're not saying anything, that's the problem. Wow, so, uh, I think the thing is there isn't much you can say about this. No, a little bit of bitterness, light and refreshing, not full-bodied, quite clear looking, mm. um, very golden colour, not really floral, not really citrusy, just a nice, or I'd say a nice balanced beer, probably a palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably the best way to describe it. You know, inoffensive on all fronts. One you can have a whole crate of and be very happy. About I mean, that. I have a whole crate, so I can be happy, but. Unfortunately, you've got that one. This has suddenly <laughs> taken a very dark turn for me now. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, Do you want to start off with rugby? As a, I mean, as rugby's always good. Obviously, we've got the upcoming Six Nations, which we will touch on a little bit more in later episodes rather than focus on now. I think at the moment, I kind of need to highlight the elephant in the room when it comes to English rugby, which is Saracens. Um, obviously James has been living in a cave because he's not completely up to date with the whole uh, scenario and situation that's been happening. So, so, uh, Saracens, um, the end of last year were docked points for going over the, um, wage cap. Yep. So basically they've been finding different ways to pay players more money and get better players than what a balanced team should have. Um... It went under review. 
Uh, Saracens basically had up until last week, I believe, to show all their finances, all the books for the last uh, three years, I believe it was, or basically face relegation. If they didn't like, kind of, yeah, if they didn't, the if they didn't show the books to everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. they so were obviously face clearly relegation. got something to hide. <laughs> I mean, it's completely obvious, yeah. Uh, so they haven't shown their books oh. to uh, the English Premiership, so they have basically been guaranteed uh, automatic relegation. So the no negotiation with that. Nope. No relegation. Away. They've accepted it. Well, clearly they've got something to hide there. Yeah. So <laughs> if you if you're prepared to take a relegation rather than release what your books are for the last three years and also this season, oh. so obviously they're currently yeah. doing something dodgy as well. Um, yeah. So basically, Saracens are automatically relegated, which I personally don't like. Not because of the fact that Saracens to go down. I mean, I think they deserve the punishment. But what I don't like is it's taken the fun out of the Premiership for this season because you basically you, you got it's, everybody else is guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So every season there's ooh, who's going to win it, who's going to go down. So yeah. you've kind of got that balance of ooh, from now you've only got okay. There's someone's going to win it. More than likely going to be Exeter Chiefs because they've been absolutely fantastic for like the last few years. I can't really see anybody else challenging them. Yeah. So you pretty much know who's going to win. You also know who's going down. Win. So. It's kind of how well your team does rather than... Exactly. Now, I'm a Leicester Tigers fan, so obviously I'm glad they're safe, but I would rather have not been in this like situation. I would have preferred us to stay it's the safe. Way, it's the way it happens, yeah. right? That's the thing. Right? You want to do it on your yeah. own merit. You don't yeah. want to stay up as a result of somebody else's misfortune. That's just a... But I suppose it's what, what punishment <clears throat> is fair for the kind of offence. and that's. I the, completely... I personally clearly agree Clearly, they're not going to show their books. <laughs> I agree with the uh, tack that the penmanship have taken. Uh, now, I've actually seen part of the review uh, investigating how Saracens went about um, basically paying players behind closed doors, so to speak. <laughs> um, and it's very sloppy. They, The investigative panel don't believe that they purposely went out to mislead and avoid the salary cap. I personally think that's a bit wrong, but... But the investigation... It, well, it's more like their, their bookkeeping is just that bad. They were just, sloppy. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. you know, they were paying people um, to like be a, a, do appearances at um, gatherings uh, and things. Oh, so. but pay them a lot of money for doing those appearances. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Mm. Also, the appearances never actually happened. Well, yeah, but sometimes you do that and you still want to get paid, right? The cancellation fee. This is how these events work. You know? uh, yeah, but like, not like, yeah. The important thing, guys, is if anybody wants to pay 100 grand to have us come and do a kid's party. It was party, actually 90 grand that was it 90 uh, grand? one particular so player. Yeah. I'm not going to name drop yeah. who it was, but yeah, 90 grand that one person got. From one uh, event? From It was over three years, yeah, for events that they actually didn't. Because we'll I'll happily not turn up to events and get paid. So <laughs> if you want to fund that. And um, this is the episode. Uh, yeah. The. Specific part of the episode where James takes some more money. We've got right, yeah. Um, <laughs> what a segue. If you want to pay us 90 grand. I mean, I'd, I'd take 90 grand. Yeah. Just for the sake of it. I mean, why not? I mean, I can't, obviously I can't perform for England or anything, but I, I could give it a go. I could stand at the front and like, belly butt people out of the way. Oh my God. Um, how, how much would I pay to see that? <laughs> I was gonna say, your eyes like, have instantly uh, lit up s- on this. Suddenly. <laughs> suddenly I would want... <laughs> Suddenly, interesting. sumo wrestling mode as well. Like, oh, yeah, steady on. It. Steady on, sorry. Yeah, just no need well, to so, Sorry, we won't make this episode too sexual with that thought, okay? <laughs> for anyone who knows Chris, right? Like, 
That is an image in itself, right? So. Uh, I mean, it's a nightmare, really. It's, it's not an image that anybody particularly wants to see, so... Uh... Even your wife, which is a worry in itself, right? Yeah, so. I mean, it's a little so. bit terrifying, but, oh, well, yeah, I can cry myself to sleep. Anyway, moving on, yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Saracen, yeah, I I think it's taken a bit of the fun out of the Premiership for this season. It is a shame, but I completely understand why everyone's done it, and... I can't see anybody complaining about the situation that they're in, including Saracens. Yeah. So when the people being punished aren't complaining, you know that I think they've got off lightly in a way. So so they are condemned to the championship for next year. Some people will, obviously some players will leave. Uh, some are expected to stay. But again, I think they have to comply with rules for the championship as well. So I'm not quite sure. How well, this that's is the really thing because surely, surely the next step would be well, you still need to release your books if you otherwise you're going to get relegated to the next. Like, well, like, I don't think so. I, don't, like, I think uh, there's, they're going to put uh, procedures in place now, so everybody has to like, kind of divulge their books for the seasons. Yeah. So um, realistically, this type of scandal shouldn't happen again. The thing is that with sport. There's you always, always get a scandal generally. Things, yeah, um, so. You know, so obviously uh, Bloodgate was one of the big scandals, which was like 10 years ago, where someone faked a blood injury during a playoff just to get off the pitch and get a, you know, a particular player that had been subbed off back on. Didn't work in their favour. But again, they it, was, tried, it, it yeah. was a massive thing. Uh, the coach got banned for two years for, um, you know, match fixing and stuff. So, yeah, you have to make an example of these players. Otherwise, it becomes yeah. rife. So, and you can't make a bigger example than Regan. I'm sad for the I'm sad for the Premiership as as a spectator, but for me, I don't know. I it's also it's... that middle ground though, because surely some of the the team, you know, some of the teams that were low down <coughs> the table, you know, where they're giving it everything, they can kind of mix up some of their plays, maybe kind of try things that they might not have tried because you know they're worried about trying new kind of tactics, or whatever. You know, if they're going down. You kind of maybe have that time coming into it as well because yeah. actually they feel a bit safer. It means they can relax a little bit, which I think is sometimes nice as well. That you know they're not completely stressed. I, I don't get me wrong; I do like it when no, it's I, kind for of me, it's all about nail biting. Kind of you know, I like the fight. I like the fight. Do or die for me, kind that, of thing. Yeah. But, you know, whether you're um, fighting for a win or whether you're fighting to you know survive or that fight, mm. that drive, that for me, that's what makes yeah. sport good. But the thing is, it's that kind of <clears> tactics <throat> thing where actually that might help them next next year kind of thing you know in terms of sorting out yeah. the tactics uh, it'd be interesting to see how the premiership recovers from it yeah. I think they've handled it well um, I don't think Saracens will have a good reputation there for at least 10 years um, yeah. and I think they will always it's kind of that it will it, yeah it stains them right it's, it's the every, Patriots you will always think of it right you know so like once you cheat you know and people know you've cheated then yeah, you know, you're always going to think that, that even when again? the people change right, yeah. or the whole regime, because obviously you've got a new chairman, you've got everything, um, you know, that that stigma stays for a long time and it takes a while to shift. So, yeah, I mean, that's one scandal out of the way so far, but yeah, I don't want to dwell on that too long. Let's get a bit more, well, basically me abusing you generally, that's we'll get that to it okay well in which case I think we, we definitely <laughs> should go on to the uh, the next beer we're going to Colombo yeah the Colombo it's here to stay folks it's not here to stay it it's is. not here so, to stay there's Honestly, only been one complaint other than yourself there has yeah yeah uh, and I'm disregarding that because their opinion isn't valid to me so yeah Colombo staying wow so the Colombo this could, week that could be a lot of people right that aren't that oh, it's pretty much everyone uh, <laughs> so okay. the Colombo just about does narrow it down <laughs> Uh, the Colombo uh, this episode is from 
the Anchor Brewing Company, which is an American company. Now, uh, we've had Anchor Steam many, many times. Well, I like Anchor Steam. Now, this is a different beer that they've got called uh, Go West, which is an IPA version. Um, never seen this before. Uh, this was actually your selection, wasn't it, James? For yeah. The Colombo uh, on this episode. So, yeah. It's, it's San Francisco, isn't it, Anchor? Yes, I believe yeah. it is. Uh, yes, San Francisco. So, yeah, it's... I think, well, this thing, I've tried the standard anchor like a couple of times before, which I, I've had know, it many times. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've only ever tried it on draft a few times, not had it on draft. I don't, I don't think I've actually had it on draft. Oh, well, um, yes, I have. I, uh, yes, we yeah, had we both, it we, yeah, yes, we both yes. had it on draft together. Um, that's from years back, that is. God, yeah. yeah. No, Nosh and Quaff in Birmingham back I, when it I was. Think that's been, been, I think that's been gone for a good few years. Yeah, that's a very specific reference there. Shout out to the Birmingham <laughs> crew. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of those where I think I'm I'm a fan of IPA, so there was kind of that part of it. Yeah, and. You know. I'm obviously not a massive fan of them. Uh, however, I am a big fan of Anchor, and also when it comes to like IPAs and stuff, um, the American versions aren't always the same as what we would particularly yeah. class. Yeah. Uh, like so, if you have a um, an IPA from America versus a British IPA, the tastes are generally quite different. Same with uh, wheat beers, um, all sorts of varieties, really. So again. It, what they class as one thing, it looks it, it can be completely different to what we would know it as. So instantly, it does look very uh, like an IPA. So yep. there's a cloudiness to it, hazy, um, kind of like what I say, an amber brown. Yeah. So it, not a, not a deep brown or anything like that, but um, yeah. So James is having a good nose. Good nose. Uh, what's the verdict on the nose? It'll be it'll be citra hops or something. It always citra hops when it's American. It'll be citrus. <laughs> well, I can I can get a bit of citrus notes there, definitely. Oh well, like, maybe I may enjoy it then. Um well in true fashion, I don't think there's any <laughs> information um, on what type of hops actually put in that. This is what so, always happens, isn't it? Oh well uh oh, here we go. Mouth, it's mouth good English. Uh mouth watering complex aromas of citrus, pine, and the tropics. Spiky bitterness. Spiky bitterness. It's a gleaming golden colour. I wouldn't call that golden. I would definitely say that's more of a amber. Would you call it gleaming? <laughs> Not really either. No. Yeah. I think someone was drinking one of it. This. Uh, Somebody's drinking one of to unite. <laughs> clean finish unite to create this singular twenty-four carat IPA. Go west. I mean, someone had way too much fun yeah. writing that. I label. will say, with reading potential like that, it's a wonder CBBS haven't got you on the story time, right? Like, you know, forget Tom Hardy. We've got. As you're very well aware, James has been a very long week. Let's move on. Have you had a sip? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, what's the verdict? Not an instant recoil. So that's not an instant recoil. No. Would, would, you, would you class that as an IPA though? That's the question. Before I delve in myself. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 the taste. Is it the aftertaste? Yeah, yeah, exactly. which is generally the thing I yeah. don't like about an IPA. Oh, well, with that in mind, this will be interesting as as he takes it because that, I mean, that the smell that yeah. does smell like an IPA. To be fair, well, it's, so. it's weird when you get a bottle that has IPA written on it that you're surprised that it might taste and smell like an IPA. Oh God, that's awful. <laughs> oh, it's oh. good. Okay, we found we found a beer for episode fourteen apparently. Oh no, no. <laughs> oh, that's not that's not good. I don't think that's that bad. I, I like that's either. awful. Really awful. Yeah. Well, we know what you're not picking for your favourite beer, right? Oh, oh no. I, that has I... not appealed to me at all. Now, there's a obviously there's a there's a very strong bitterness to which you kind of expect from honest, an. Anchor. That's the thing. I wouldn't say it's that strong. 
And that's, that's really, that's that's really overpowered. I think that's how many IPAs I obviously drink. Because oh. if I'm honest... Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> first, first stage is acceptance, right? Is that true? I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't know. I've never been to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, so, well, As evident by you drinking beer at this present moment in time. Yeah, moving yeah. forward. Um, but yeah, yeah no. I, I think that's terrible. No, I'm with you. Like, in terms of that, there is, there is a definite bitterness to it. As you'd expect, in my opinion, for, for me, I don't think it's, um, it's there was an intense bitterness that I'm getting from that. Um, so much so, it kind of has that same texture in my mouth as you know when you have a sour sweet and you have that initial ooh, and you you're, you're like where your cheeks you kind of suck your cheeks in. Yeah, yeah, you, a dry mouth kind yeah, of thing. I've got a very dry mouth yeah. after my initial swig on it, um, and also that aftertaste. It's very it is lingering, which is what I personally don't like about yeah. an IPA. Um, you know, it's not just the fact of, oh, I don't like it. There's, there is lots of many factors why, for me, it's quite a strange combination. Now, normally, as we've spoken previously on other episodes, citrus notes I'm generally quite into. Well, that, um, I, would say, I can't pick up any citrus on Weirdly, I, I can smell the citrus notes. Yeah. I don't think I can necessarily taste them that much. No, I, I, I can definitely smell it as I'm, taking the, yeah. as I'm taking the nose of it. Citrus aroma or what? Yeah. The citrus aroma is definitely there, but as I take the swig, I don't know if it's because of the... Quite, for me, quite overpowering bitterness, or just the general makeup of the beer. I can't pick up any citrus on that at no, all. No, and that, and to be fair, that that is probably the bitterness, right? Because I the thing is, I quite like the bitterness. The second, so therefore, the second I don't think, was worse. Oh well, it's fun because he's still got a lot left, Ooh, guys. So yeah. it's going to get a lot better. That's going to be a long beer. It's going to be a long beer. Yeah. Well, I think the, the topic really needs to be Colombo. I'm sorry, but we need to really iron this out. Uh, okay. No, I mean, the... basically, people have had enough time to discuss this. There's been one complaint apart from yourself. I'll tell you. I've just well, no, let's that. be honest. No, we... no, no. no that, that's the end of the conversation, James. So the... we know we know there's barely anybody listening to this, right? So thank you, Mom, for listening. <laughs> but no, genuinely speaking, I don't think your mom's listening to this. No, she she can't listen. operate the phone. I'd say she, she wouldn't <clears> listen to this rubbish, right? Well, she she has to in real life. That's exactly. generally the problem. <laughs> oh, it's too true. Um, yeah, that would be brilliant. Uh... <laughs> but it's one of those where there there are better detectives than Columbo. I'm no. sorry, I will say it again. I, I, uh, no, okay, so this is I'm the first asking, time you I brought want, this up. Yeah, I know. This will be the no, last time. No, this is the last time because it's not moving on. <laughs> it's just Colombo. So, uh, should we talk about some cricket maybe? Yeah, we could do. So, uh, I'll let you take the reins on the latest of the England squad because I'm a bit behind due to travel reasons. Well, South Africa test cricket at this point. I mean, in my opinion, it's I've one of those where... end of the third test. So yeah, I'm, I'm, so 2 The, two the fourth test is just about to start. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just so it's started. started. So it's currently, it's currently at stumps, I think. Um, England doing okay, I think. I, I was like, they started off, in my opinion, a little bit weak. That thing, Stokes already out, that thing. Because the thing <clears> with Stokes is, he's a bit of a wild card in general. I think, genuinely for me, he's one of the funnest, like... Funnest. funnest. That's, that's funnest. great that's English. That great is. English, right? So he's one of the most entertaining batters to watch, in my opinion. For me, Stokes is very much yeah. an all-or-nothing player. Yeah, exactly. He's, and that's he's either when absolutely he's amazing A-game, to watch. It's great. Or he might as well be a paperweight as well. well so no, it's, it's not a paperweight. He goes for things where it's like, actually, Don't get me wrong, I, I rate Ben Stokes it. a lot, as we've yeah. spoken previously. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of Ben Stokes, but he has that inconsistency. Where for me so far, um, who's the young lad? Ollie Pope, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I think he's done fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Pope, Pope, yeah. Uh, Dom Sibley had a really good setup as well. Was it in the second test or the third test? 
that's 133. You know, so I, I think there's been actually what I'd like to bet is the fact that um, maybe third actually. Yeah. Generally, little known players, if people are more casual fans, uh, are actually starting to take a bit more of the limelight, which I actually like. I think that's a good progression for us going forward. Well, I think that's the thing because a lot of people who might have watched it from you know the cricket World Cup kind of thing. Okay, in terms of like yes. coming, yeah, in terms of actually then coming to kind of watching some test cricket, which is a little bit slower in, in the grand scheme of things, it is one of those where you do get slightly different players who are more suited to test cricket in terms of like quicker style of plays and stuff like that. I, I personally, yeah. I, I personally, not a massive fan of tests. For me, I'm more of a twenty twenty or one day man. Um, well, this is the thing, right? Because you know, test cricket is great, but then you're looking forward to something like the 100, which is kind of... I'm really looking forward yeah, to the 100. I, I know so. that there's a massive backlash for cricket traditionalists. You know, who, uh, who can't prefer. say that word, can we? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so cricket, cricket, yeah, cricket traditionalists yeah. Uh, are always complaining, uh, saying it's you know a joke tournament and stuff. You know, it's not big enough. Now, for me, I think these are the same people that would have complained when it was like one day was introduced... And then 2020 was introduced. Oh yeah. Like, but the thing is, the way that, the way that the game is going, I mean, who can take a young kid to a test match cricket and expect to keep them occupied for five days? You, you can't. That's the th- and that's the problem, right? Because I think this is the one <clears> thing when because people did the same complaints, like like say 2020 and yeah. like T20 and stuff like that. Like they they for whatever reason just don't want condensed games because they're like the skill behind test match cricket when you stretch it over five days is it's about stamina, it's about playing different styles and it's about yeah. knowing kind of when to keep going when to stop and stuff like that yeah. whereas the thing with the short games and when it comes to t20 and uh, and the 100 which is They're 100 excited. balls isn't it yeah 100 balls you, you, 15 overs you go for it because you have every ball counts like you know one six one four makes all the difference when you've only got 100 balls right and that's the thing so the thing is though for two for it's what expected to last about two and a half hours per game yeah now i think that's you know, a decent length of time, especially for people with like young families who want to go and experience, you know, the day of going at cricket. Because a lot of people would have turned off the second we started speaking about cricket. But I, I wasn't a cricket fan at all until I started moving over this particular direction. And actually, as we've gone more and more frequently, I've actually really enjoyed it, mainly around the twenty twenty. So I'm actually really looking forward to the hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we we've gone we've gone to see bears a few times, haven't we? Yeah. In so we're so, obviously based in Birmingham. Yeah. In case the accent wasn't a giveaway, um, <laughs> you know. So yeah, we've been to Birmingham Bears a few times. Uh, we're going to go and follow uh, Birmingham Phoenix because they're quite close. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, we. You're I mean, going to follow Birmingham Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. So basically, James is a uh, plastic northerner. Northerner. So what? Northern uh, Northern supercharger. Gonna, you are going to go for the northern. I, I've decided. Drive. Yeah, I've got to, and partly because they're... basically James drove through a Yorkshire town once and believes it's Yorkshire. So um... I cling on to it, right? I'm happy. You are a Klingon, oh, not wow. in the Star Trek term. Uh, we'll uh... Get on to Star Trek later, right? <laughs> but no, it... <laughs> definitely ter- people have definitely turned off at that cricket yeah. Star Trek. No thanks. No, no, like for me, northern superchargers. Their first pick was Ben Stokes, right? And coming ah, from Glory Hunter, cool. yeah, well, Glory Hunter. But coming from all of this kind of euphoria that's happened over the past year, yeah, you know, for me, Ben Stokes is the player that I found the most exciting to watch and stuff like that. And therefore, Not if I'm going to Stokes, then Stokes, yeah, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to sports personality of the year, it's not just not. But then you know, in terms of like. County cricket, I, I suppose Yorkshire, I went to, to watch, I specifically went out my way to watch the Yorkshire One Day International at... Um, one Day International one day from Yorkshire? <laughs> one Day International. Where, who were they playing, James? 
<laughs> what can I say? Yorkshire is that big. In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, you should break away. You know, forget Brexit and uh, Scotland. <laughs> okay, we need to have Yorkshire break away and finally get the independence it's sorted. I, I so. don't believe that anybody else will be thinking that, but cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, actually, I'm glad you were. Uh, we've kind of gone off a tangent because we did actually have some feedback uh, as a result of the last episode. Uh, if they're going to say tangents aren't good. I, well, I, I do believe the uh, I was asked to repeat this uh, during the episode. Okay, so, I'm, I'm uh, intrigued. The, I do believe the response was, of course James wants to go to Lords, the most boring place of all cricket, the posh twit. No, I have ad-libbed. You have ad-libbed, okay. What so, was posh meant to be? That's what I don't understand I went, what that was. It's, what it's very close. Very close, okay, that's fine. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not a big fan. Though that was Alex in Warwickshire. So, thank you for your feedback. Uh, yeah. So, I, I don't think you. Of course. Uh, it's not. It's not about being posh. I don't know. It's just for me. It, it just seems like there'd be a good atmosphere, not because it's, it's posh, boring. but because of the history and heritage that's behind it. Right. That goes behind it. Isn't that what posh people say? Isn't that what posh people say? That's not an answer to it, right? That's not a justification. I don't know. At the same time, I, I've said to you, like, there's there's quite a lot of cricket grounds I want to go to that I haven't been to. Like, Headingley as well, to be fair, I would love to go to. I would love to go to Headingley. Exactly. And, and I'm not against going to the Oval. It's just, for me, Lords is the top one that I would love to see England play. But when it comes... Bringing it back to the 100, though, I mean, um, I actually think Birmingham Phoenix have probably got the most balanced team out of yeah. all the ones picked. Um Owen Morgan was quite funny during the draft. Uh, literally, he was paid to be a pundit and speak about everything, but he was so involved in the team. In the end, he was actually sitting on TV. Telling which one to pick. Texting yeah, his yeah. manager going, I want this player. He's like, yeah. do you just want to go and speak to your team? He's like, yeah, run off and never came back, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. But Well, it's good because they're actually getting behind it, right? And it's yeah. it's mixing up a little bit for them in terms of like team. I, I, think, I think it's so, a fun aspect. Yeah. So. Um, and that's saying, although I will be, of course, supporting Northern Superchargers because... You know, they're, yeah, they're, we drove through Yorkshire once. Yeah, I drove through Yorkshire once. Um, there is part of me, of course, the one we all go to more often is Edgebaston, just from yeah. location and more than often... Which we, it's a really good ground just to go visit in general anyway. Yeah. So. Excuse me. Uh, James, if you could finish off that abomination. Uh, my beer has now gone. I know which one is definitely the bottom of the pile for my... Uh, I, know which, I haven't even got to the one that looks I, dodgy. I know which one's at the top of the pile, right? So already we're fine. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, for me... <laughs> Anchors go West IPA is definitely in. At least we've got the conflict. I genuinely that is really good. If you like if you like IPAs, you would like that because that that's that's the other yeah. part. Of this. You don't like IPA, so you're always going to be a bit. But it's, I, it. I wouldn't even so. class that as a normal IPA either, though. It was, but it was a bit different. I, I, I can't really explain. I think there's just such a bitterness to it. Now I like bitterness, but it's almost like it was double hops or something. I don't know. Like you know what I mean in terms of you know when you get those like triple hop beers. Dry hops, to be fair. Thing, yeah. dry, dry hop tends to give it a much more potent flavour, which to be fair is something you tend to expect from uh, American beers. They tend to dry hop a lot. Mm. Tend to give it more, much more of a flavour. So uh, things like Brooklyn Lager, Sam Adams, and stuff, uh, they tend to have that dry hopped flavour to them. So. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, moving on from that abomination, the far and away or around the world, we still haven't quite decided which way we're going for that. One. See, I keep going around uh, far believe, away. I think uh, you're around the enough, world. I think the far away yeah. was my suggestion. I think around the world was yours. Oh, and we keep on going the exact opposite. <laughs> well, so, I think, if I'm honest, I like I like around the world purely because around the world in eighty days and Phineas Fogg. I quite like that, if I'm honest. Yeah, but 
again, that's because I'm a posh twit. So maybe that's part of the reason from like the literature point. I just, I think it's quite poetic in itself. Far and away, I, you know, it's all right. <laughs> Says okay. what it does on the tin. There you go. Yeah, so uh, the one we've gone for today is from Italy. Now, obviously most beers you'd kind of expect from Italy's uh, Peroni. That tends to be the big one, or if not, Birra Moretti. Uh, this one's actually called Menabrea, so it's probably the least well-known of the three big brands that you get from Italy. Um, now, we've both had this before. Yeah. Um, I find it quite interesting because it's I find it's one of the few beers that tastes the same off-draft as it does in a bottle. I think it's still got that full flavour and really nice flavour to it if you want to okay, well, actually, I'll let you go first okay, what fine. I say is I, I don't think I've ever actually had this on draft I'm trying to think have right. you not no I don't think I've so I've, I've it used to be featured in a particular Italian restaurant uh, of course copyright we can't talk about uh, Bella Italia okay uh, <laughs> I don't know why you were avoiding talking about it it's not like we're going to get copyrighted stricken for talking about them or like advertising well, if they want to if they want to advertise they can pay us Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, this it's is what you normally. Know yeah. I, I was lining it up ready for you to go. Oh, <laughs> if Better Italian wants to go in contact and pay for a meal for us, we'll come and review the meal and beer. I mean, there's definitely a theme that you touted the business. Honestly, <laughs> um, I'm just not just about the beer. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> everything's for sale. <laughs> yeah, so Menabrea, uh, I've had many, many times. Um, I think it is an absolutely fantastic beer, and for me, the best of all three. Um, it can be a bit pricey when you try and uh, source it in places versus the other beers um, but I just I think it's a really yeah. nice really clean beer um, would you go this over <clears throat> a Mythos for example because in my head yes. in my head I'm kind of picturing them very similar I don't you know what I mean in terms of if you actually had them like, side by side which we can do at a later point um, the, pick a number between 1 and 69 <laughs> no you just... the I Mythos is one of those beers that I actually enjoy, but mainly because of what it reminds me of, as opposed to the beer itself, which is okay. probably something similar from yourself. Yeah. Uh, now there's another beer that's uh, quite popular in Cyprus called Keo. You know, it's actually not a particularly amazing beer. But I absolutely love it. So does my wife, because as you drink it, instantly taken back to our honeymoon. It's just got that relaxed feel. Yeah. And I think there is yeah. that. It's the memories of, that are associated yeah. with, with, like with some people yeah. uh, have that type of feeling about like San Miguel because they have a you know, or Stella go, for example. Um, I mean, yeah. Belgium is very wet, but you know, realistically, it, it's more about the memories rather than the yeah, 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 So yeah. yeah, I I wouldn't compare uh, Mythos and Menabre. I think Menabre was a far superior as a beer. Yeah. Again, clean take. It's. It has got a very light golden colour. I pro- it, it's definitely lighter than the Modelo that we had at the start. Uh, equally as crisp looking. Um, I'd say it tastes a lot more crisp though as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fresher yeah. beer. Um, I'm not too sure how much of that is impacted by the IPA we before. Well, this is the thing. So right, I think that has given it a bit of a different body. I think since you mentioned it in terms of the... I think your sour sweet analogy in terms of like dry mouth and stuff. That's the thing. I've still got that a little bit. So this is actually like... Now for this, yeah. as as I'm drinking it, I feel this on the front of my tongue, so I can still taste a bit of the bitterness, not as much as the Modelo, but um, I can feel. It, but I can feel it on the front rather than the back of my mouth. So I I I, don't, I just I think it's really light, really crisp, really refreshing. Yeah. Uh, no particular citrus flavors or um, heavy 
hop flavours. I just think it's a nice, clean, yeah. crispy. And I can't really say much If more I'm honest, this is the that. problem I have with the Modelo as well, right? It, it's that thing when you have these lighter, crisp, refreshing beers. that they taste, they taste great, right? You could drink it all day long. But the reason I like IPAs and beers that have a little bit more flavour to them where, you know, hoppy beers that, you know, you've got a certain taste to, is <clears> at least I've got something to work with. Like, yeah. you know, from a review point of view, I find this really hard to review because, yes, it yeah. tastes really refreshing, but in terms of flavour and taste, there They're isn't to much I can actually it, say it, about it's it. It's not a beer that lends itself very well to um, descriptive qualities. Yeah. So again, light bit of bitterness, quite refreshing, not overpairing. You can't really taste that much alcohol in it. Um, but that's generally yeah. what it is. It's, I know what you mean. It's, it's one of, you want to describe all the different flavors, all the different notes that you can pick up, but and it's not a beer that's very good for that. No. But I could drink that all day long. I think it's a fantastic. But then, in the rider. same way, the Modelo as well. That's thing. It's just light, refreshing. I so, would probably go yeah. Menabrea over Modelo. And okay. I'm a big fan of Modelo. Oh, so let's be honest. At this point, we already know what your favorite so far is. Almost definitely this. I mean, it's quite okay. close to the Modelo and the Minabre, but I okay. would go Minabre okay. personally over the Modelo. I mean, obviously the Abomination at number two is stricken from my memory and I'm never ever touching that ever again. What's weird is, but, so far, that that's pretty good in my mind. That's the thing. Like I say, I think... This and is, as I've said many times before, James, you're wrong. Yeah, or, or I'm not. Okay. You decide. You drink them at home. I, I do decide. decide you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so shall we go for scandal number two in sport? So... Basically, uh, we both follow baseball. Yeah. Um, I follow the better team, right? <laughs> Not statistically speaking, but... I mean, statistics... The best player. Wins. Best player. I mean, to be fair, James follows... Uh, Angels. Of... Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, LA Angels, Angels at Anaheim. There's very many different names, but LA Angels is basically what it is. Uh, they have a player called Mike Trout. He's absolutely fantastic. The most expensive, uh, most highly paid, sorry, not expensive, most highly paid uh, player of all time. Um, but we're actually not talking about that. I've, I follow New York Mets, which has kind of been caught up in the scandal, but not as a direct result, more of an indirect. Yeah. So, um, in 2017, uh, the World Series was won by Houston Astros. Uh, and in 2018, the World Series was won by uh, Boston Red Sox, uh, who we saw last year when we went to go and see the MLB London Series yep, the Yankees in London Red Sox, Stadium. That was great. Fantastic. Probably our best sporting event that we've been to so far. Yeah, I, I really definitely, enjoyed yeah. it as a day. Um, yeah, so what has come out of uh, this review is basically the Houston Astros uh, have been seen to use electronic devices and cameras to steal signs from opposing teams uh, and then relay that to the players on the field in order to basically win games which ultimately resulted in them winning the World Series yeah. which is yeah. the highest thing you can get in baseball yeah uh, the same some of the, the same coach one of the coaches from the Astros took the same technology to Boston Red Sox exactly the same there and then won the World Series with Boston now apparently the thing is um, halfway through the season apparently Boston abandoned this approach because uh, it wasn't quite working so did Houston 
Oh well, at but least. However, it's the use of the approach. They've still more. managed to get games won through this technology. Yeah. One of which is actually was the technology was de- being used in the world se- during the World Series playoff run, at least. Um, which has basically caused massive uproar. The MLB commissioners have interviewed the players and given them immunity in order to tell everybody what was happening, which I think is a bit dodgy personally because the players were quite happy to get involved anyway. in that, but that's my <laughs> like, personal yeah, opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as a result of this, uh, the head coach and the general manager of Houston Astros has been uh, suspended from baseball for a year, I believe. Um, which has also put them in a dodgy position because their assistant general manager of Houston Astros had already been suspended in October for inappropriate comments to women. Classy organisation. Um, obviously, as a result of this, the general man- the, sorry, the head coach of Boston Red Sox has been fired and suspended for a year. Um, and that was basically supposed to be the coaching team and the managers, anybody who had involvement in yeah, it. Yeah, which, at the end of the day, they are going to be the people who, if you are doing signalling and using electronic devices and stuff, they yeah. are the ones who are going Completely to be in control of it. And stuff like the that. question obviously you know. comes in whether they should yeah. be stripped of titles or not, that's, well, that's a different story. Uh, but all players are supposed to be protected. However, this is where the Mets come in. So we hired a new head coach called Carlos Beltran, who was actually a player at the Astros at the time. Oh, but now... So he's won the World Series. Obviously, he came to us as a manager, technically should be protected. As a result, has not been, has been fired and ultimately replaced by a new manager, which was uh, appointed yesterday. Um, yeah, so ultimately the... Should have stuck being a player. The, the, big, <laughs> the biggest game in America, yeah. with the most money, has been... In massive distribute yeah. again. This thing of signaling this, this, is this, an issue across most sports. Like in terms of like trying to signal, figure signal out signal, yeah. what are the, but yeah. using equipment is yeah. different. Yeah, but obviously the fact that both Astros and Red Sox have used it, it, it can't be something that is like this hidden technology that is completely out the no. remits of of other teams. And the, let's be honest. Other teams are probably use this. As but well. I, I don't think, think they've used the technology. Tries. But every, like, yeah, people try and steal each other's, or at least catch. Yeah. what the calls are to try and give themselves away. And that's important. But standing there looking yeah. is different to having full setups trying to steal stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes in. Now, this is the biggest thing to happen in baseball scandal-wise for over 100 years. Yeah. Uh, the last biggest scandal anywhere near this level was 1919, which is called the Black Sox scandal, where eight players of the Chicago White Sox purposely threw the World Series for money. <laughs> there has never been anything as big as this for a hundred years. Well, yeah, because let's be honest, normally there's enough money <clears throat> that they won't be. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, yeah. yeah, I mean, the people get paid a hell of a lot of money for playing baseball. You know, it, all the, the thing money is, the fact they've protected the players is the important thing, and the annoying thing then is for the Mets when they've got kind of almost. No, for me, you know, I'm completely happy with the fact that Belton got uh, removed from his post because, because then they, he's cheated, and I'm not. You know, I'm not into people who cheat. However, it kind of has seemed like he's been the sole player that's been singled out. Yeah, I don't know. It's for me. If, I you, don't if think... you're going to grant players immunity for it, right, then for, for the actions they did, you've granted immunity. The fact that he's now, you know, a coach instead, oh, sorry, a manager, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, the head, he was so, our head coach. Yeah, he, head coach. So <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, unless he's doing the same tactics now with the Mets, 
he shouldn't be he shouldn't be fired. That's yeah, but the problem is when you come to somewhere like New York, uh, you're under such a microscope for doing a job like that anyway. Obviously, not yeah. as much as you would in the Yankees because the Yankees are very cutthroat. That's why I do well, prefer the Mets because Mets are more family based. Let's be honest, I'm sure Mets are happy to get rid of him because they want to kind of. Well, not really, almost... actually, because Belton was a player for us for a long time. No. But actually, he's part of the Mets family. No, no. So, it, actually, cutting off on your own is actually quite a, well, no, a big step no, for Mets. No, no, when I say in terms of, like, it's not about family. For me, it's about actually, obviously, there's a lot of baggage there. Irrelevant of whether they've been given immunity, it's one of those where they probably don't want to be related to that because no. you know they've not used that. You don't want your own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't want that coming to disrepute. Yeah, so, so I understand why they've severed ties with him. In that yeah, oh, oh I'm, I'm completely. But with it. it is one of those where it does seem a bit unfair, like you say that he's been singled out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think if no player was going to get called for it, why is a player got called for it? Yeah, you know, I understand the reasons why, and I completely support the Mets in their decision. However, I just seems very much. Um, I just don't see why that particular person has been the scapegoat yeah. of it all, really. But yeah, so again, another scandal. So sports kind of been going up in the air quite a lot recently. So, and so much so we've actually been quite serious a lot for this. But I don't think we can have a beer and sports review podcast without at least bringing these to attention. So yeah, no, I think yeah, I think it's important to kind of. It's just a balance, really, so at least people kind of understand the ins and outs. Uh, We'll never know the full stories in any of these things, but at least you can kind of have an idea of where it's come from. Now, uh, we're coming to the end of Menabrea, so that's gone down quite nicely, so I'm quite happy with that, but I think we should be uh, finishing these off so we can attack the wild card. Yeah, so this is it, right? Because this is, for those who are still listening who want to see us punished, Right. This is why I think this is a reward for anybody who's stuck with us for the entire. The the way we see the wild card, it's it's a beer we don't necessarily. It's not we we look that we don't like, but it just looks random. Yeah, it's something we're not sure about. So this one in particular is. So I was drawn to this the instant I saw it in the store, and the minute you showed it to me, and yeah, literally (laughs) the second you laid eyes on it, you instantly went. Wild card. Yeah, that's no other words, just wild card. So just it's made by Adams uh, Southwold. Yeah, right. Um, and it's called Cucumelon Sour. Cucumelon. Cucumelon. It's Cucumelon Sour, is what it's actually called. Cucum- not cucumber. Cucum- no, it's made. Cucumelon. It's Cucumelon. Sorry, I, I don't see uh, like anything where that breaks it down for It says Cucumelon. Okay, it's fine. But it's not cucumber. You what you were saying cucumber melon. It's not well, no. cucumber melon. It's cucumber. the reason I'm saying that is clearly this has got cucumber and melon in it, and it's sour. I really hope it's got neither of these. It's got both. I've checked. I've checked. Um, and I, I know as well. I just yeah, really yeah. wanted to. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, um, it's one of those where for me, I like the the idea of the wild card purely from a this this is normally uh, aesthetically. You look at it and it goes the initial thoughts in your mind is what the hell is this? Which is what the whole point of us doing the wild card in the first place. We it's to broaden our horizons on all the random stuff that initially yeah. you just go, I'm not drinking that. And that's it. A lot of the ones that I think we might try eventually, um, I think we've seen a lot of like raspberry sours. Um, There's a lot of fruit like sour beers. Yeah. Um, and we, we might try a few of those as wild cards at some point. But Or like Fandango was just more because it was kind of the packaging I mean, randomness. It, it literally it looked like it was like, screaming Skittles at you. That, exactly. That, that was yeah. the reason why we yeah. got instantly drawn to the Fandango. Uh, it almost... turned out to be quite nice. <laughs> some of these things can turn out quite nice. Yeah. But obviously... There's also the... Oh, I do apologise. That is the uh, beer, not myself. Um, really? <laughs> just want to clarify. It, it is radio ca- Just in case anybody had any doubt. You can smell the melon. 
Oh my god, this is... This is either going to be absolutely amazing or utterly <laughs> horrific. I generally can't decide. Uh, so, expect the unexpected, James. I don't know if I want to be the first person to try this. You couldn't be the first person. Yeah. So, expect the unexpected. Pale gold in colour with cucumber and melon aromas and a fresh, crunchy bite. I think that's important. Uh, great with grilled fish or a Caesar salad. So... I think grilled fish and a Caesar salad are two completely different flavours. You know what puts go. me off, really? And that's saying, I, it definitely smells more melon yeah. than cucumber. Yeah, right? I can't really smell the cucumber, but I can smell the but melon. But can I tell you what? The combination in a glass, in my opinion, <laughs> it starts smelling a bit like pickle. Pickle? Pickle. I don't know why. But... Oh, I, th- I think it might be the previous beers. <laughs> I think, I mean, you know what I mean? It's not quite bit. I know, but it has got that... Uh, <laughs> I think that's maybe the cucumber coming through, if I'm honest. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is very weird. I'll, I'll let James go first. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of having a guinea pig and not using okay. it? Okay. I would say, aroma-wise, this is terrible. I'm actually liking like, the aroma. but Not for a beer, but as a general fruity aroma, I think it's... it's, 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 but, it, yeah, it's not it's, what you want in a beer. Okay. <laughs> dry cucumelon sour. I mean, that just... Oh... <laughs> This is where we need YouTube, James, because your face then, and I'm assuming it must be very similar to when I had that Go West IPA, because that was not no, a good picture. No, no, firstly, when you try this, you'll agree with me, it's so much worse. <laughs> I think, I don't know Your face I, was hilarious. I, I, I really wish I, I could have filmed that. I don't that. know what I was expecting, but okay, because this is it now, you've got to definitely try it, because... I'm hoping you'll have the exact same kind of reaction. This is where, actually, no, uh, I really like that. To be fair, all I've been tasting is a sour. Oh, okay. See, this thing, I I thought the actual through my nose, was horrible. Like, through my nose, I can I can smell the uh, the melon and the cucumber, but I can't taste it. All I can taste, it literally tastes like having a beer equivalent of a sour sweet. I know I've said that twice today, but... It's, no, it's, this actually is a sour sweet. Yeah, no, but it's the the aftertaste for me. I get I get a strong hint of melon. I'm not a fan of melon. I should point oh, that out. Not? As well. All right, no, there's things. What did you pick? The I do melon not salad? like melon. Is it just because you got drawn in by the label? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. oh, it's fair. I mean, that's what I did. I yeah, just, yeah, no. If you don't like melon, I'm just confused why you picked it. No, it's 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 the fact that some of the random ales that I like. I'm not a big fan of grapefruit, but I do like grapefruit beers, which is weird, right? Um... I'm not a big fan of rhubarb, but I, I have had rhubarb cider and really enjoy it. I think it depends on... I think different it's, things. It's I, I don't like grapefruit as, grapefruit as a fruit, but I love it. And I would beer, say this so. tastes like watermelon, and I don't like that. It, I'm trying to explain how that tastes like. It's literally a fusion of... Take a nail, um, whack a couple of sour sweets in there, and then mix it with a bit of... A small bit of cucumber and a lot of melon. Yeah. That is literally the only way I can describe well, it. Well, that's it. As a beer, get rid of the sour aftertaste, which is very distinct. Yeah, that's it's very. I, I, it is very. It's sour. very light body. To be fair, outside yeah, of that not sour much to aftertaste, it. that's the thing. There's, there's the, no real flavour, and that's thing. The melon, because melon, I think in general is you know quite a. It's normally like a refreshing anyway. thing, but there's no. Yeah. I don't no, get any refreshing no. notes from this at all. No. It's definitely an interesting choice. Yeah, I to be fair, the sourness I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold on it. That's um, it. And I, I mentioned raspberry sours because I've had a few raspberry sours before, and I normally hate those. But they actually taste like raspberry, and I can get a really yeah. strong taste of raspberry. And then so the sourness raspberry. is just overpowering in terms of like the acidity of it. But that is just 
That is terrible. It's very confused. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. For me, they've kind of done this Story on purpose. Story of your life, yeah. <laughs> it basically doesn't <laughs> That's really... silence. Oh, just... <laughs> just go with it, okay. It's fine. It's a good job we put a, a ban on some words. Otherwise, you would probably would have had something held over there. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. It's a very confusing drink. I think this has literally been done as a token. These type of beers for me are done solely for we can do this as opposed to the genuine like trying to make a beer where you genuinely enjoy it. It's a novelty aspect of it, right? That's yeah. what they're expecting we'll sell. It's okay, loads of people look at it, think but, wait, well, it's bright green, it's got cucumber melon on it, yeah. sour. Yeah. We look at yeah. it and go, Yeah, we'll give yeah, it I'm gonna try that. So they make some money okay. from it, we try it and go, I'm not buying that again. No, and let's be honest, neither one of us is buying this again, to be fair. It, no. I yeah. There's not really much else you can say, is there? No, there really isn't. So, yeah, so we've reviewed all four beers. Um, now it comes to a time where we decide which one is best. Okay, no, let's be honest. Yeah, because this thing, we're both complete agreement, right? At the end of the day, it's the Anchor Brewing Go West IP. I mean, that one letter out from you. The best one. No. Uh, Sorry, no. Anchor? I don't don't get the don't get the joke. That's fine, um, but that is definitely the best. That's definitely the best one. No, Menabrea for me. The thing is, okay, I do like Menabrea, and I would say compared to the Modelo, it is better. I think the I think the Menabrea edges out the Modelo. Yeah, I enjoy Modelo, but at the same time, I just think the Anchor IPA has way more like flavour to it, much better taste. As a as a standalone beer, I would pick that one. I would have Menabrea all day, every day, because I'm an alcoholic. We talked about that. <laughs> but like, I could have that several times in a night. I might not necessarily have a whole session on the Anchor IPA, but as an individual beer, I think it's got far better well, flavour and taste to it. So I would definitely. Get fair, that. That's the reason why we're doing this as well, so we can actually we try things that I enjoy, try things that you enjoy, and we try, yeah, sometimes, yeah. That's, actually, that's surprising, and yeah. we Sometimes enjoy we're both correct, sometimes you're wrong. That's fine. It happens. Um, it's one of those things. I've, I've, I've definitely see things differently. Yeah. Generally, I'm always right. I think that silence says it all. It just confirms it. So, yeah. I'm sure the audience agree with me that's not the case, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So Columbo. I've, Columbo, really. I'm not going to mention that again. I'm not going to mention this in uh, any other episode, so... Okay, so yeah, uh, thank you very much for paying attention. Uh, paying attention? Listening in? Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. This beer's really thrown me. I'm so confused. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I really don't want to drink it, it, but we can't waste good beer, James. Yeah. I mean, even if it's bad beer, we still can't waste it. I, I say thanks for paying attention. It's more like thanks for bearing with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anybody listening at the end of this episode, I'll be amazed. <laughs> it's been such a mishmash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but thank you very much people uh, again we always appreciate your feedback if you want to follow us on Facebook Twitter or Instagram at Beer and Bants it's all spelt yep. you know no uh, symbols for the under we've anything. also set up our own website now we've got our well, website so, so yep. uh, Um you can send us a message directly through there or also follow the podcasts or obviously if you feel free if you're enjoying it give us a review share us get us out there and then hopefully we can uh Get some more exciting things in. Thank you very much. Thank you.